Hey everyone, Namaste. My name is Avinash Anand Singh. Welcome to the another podcast episode of Being Iconic with Avinash Anand Singh. This episode we have got an amazing personality from US. She is a actress, writer, director and producer of famous documentary Heal. And this documentary was an amazing documentary. This brought the shift in the mindset of people that we all of us in the body has the ability to heal our own self. And we all are not meant possibly to always depend on somebody else but also if we tap our own intelligence body's own power we can bring some miraculous changes so in this episode we talk about all of these plus i believe her mindset her inspiration behind creating this documentary so if you enjoy this documentary do leave us a comment do share in your network as well and i hope you have a good time Uh, namaste everyone my name is avinash anand singh welcome to this podcast uh, and the youtube uh, show as well being iconic with avinash anand singh today we have an amazing person amazing soul one of my personal favorite and she is the director executive producer and writer of the documentary famous documentary heal and personally uh, it was amazing for me to watch that documentary because it resonates a lot of with what i believe as well uh, quickly in 2012 she founded the company elevative entertainment which created projects like taken parody token a thriller titled beneath and the documentary he and she has been a person into meditation trying to bridge the gap between science and ancient wisdom as well as spirituality as well so everyone i am excited for this episode i hope you all are excited and let's welcome miss kelly goes kelly thank you for joining in ah uh, thank you for having me kelly what inspired you to make heal what was your inspiration behind yeah you know it was um such a calling you know uh, and I think it was just a lifetime of little events that that set me off to that path of just curiosity. I'm just very curious about our human potential. Um and I started learning about um just I started learning about how, you know, we're not victims of life. We're not victims of our genes. Uh, you know, I read in college, I read a book called Return to Love with Marianne Williamson and it really helped me see that you know we can create heaven uh, um, or hell on earth based on our thoughts you know if we're coming from love or if we're coming from fear and and that really opened me up to this whole new kind of ancient wisdom spirituality thought process and then um later you know about 8 years later i read uh the biology of belief by bruce lipton uh who i just did a panel with last night i just love that man um but he talks Yeah, he talks about epigenetics and um, you know, how how our thoughts, beliefs and emotions, our perception of life actually determine which genes turn on and off. So just a little things in life that that showed me, you know, we have so much more power. We're co-creators with life and um I just got very excited about that and wanted to eventually put all the teachers that empowered me into a film to empower others. Do do you believe this is one of your possibly a purpose of your life? Do you see that is this is this the purpose of life to bring? Uh, I, I'm sure because uh, there are a lot of research in place, a lot of wisdom, but until there is a medium to communicate this to right people and to the masses, right? So do you feel this is a purpose you have to live in the earth to create these documentaries and touch people in all the ways? Yeah, I mean, I think it for sure it was such a calling. It was it was one of those things where like I don't know why like why me? Why is this? 
why do I feel compelled to do this? Because you would think that I, you know, dealt with my own health issues or lost someone to a devastating illness. And that wasn't the case. So I'm, I'm just like, why, why do I feel so drawn and pulled to do this thing? So I do feel that there was some sort of Dharma purpose aspect of it because, um, because it was just such a strong pull. And now, you know, and I, it was the first film that I directed, but I just knew I had to direct it. And when I said yes, the universe kind of conspired. Every, everything, there was a flow aspect to it. There was an energy behind it that was not my own. Um, and so to experience that was really cool and it felt very purposeful. Amazing. And you rightly said that there's no, there's no major event in your life which made you to do this, possibly a calling. And, you know, for me, I last, I think, uh, 13 years I have been studying this area. You know, I came across the book, uh, The Power of Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy, Dr. Joseph Murphy, 2003. And that literally changed something inside me. And I started applying these tools, concepts, and I saw a lot of change happening in my life. 2014 is when I decided that I want to go full-fledged. And today we teach, we teach these concepts of law of attraction, subconscious, bringing signs, and quite well in India. And I was thinking that there's nothing I ha happened in my life so drastic, right, which has pushed me towards this side. So I was thinking, like, there has to something happen like that, or sometimes we all can be good, and still you can open some doors towards a different purpose altogether, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same. So, yeah. Yeah, so somebody who's watching this show right now and may not have any background about heal at all, right? What would be your summary? Because I want them to go and read the book and see the documentary. But what would be that small summary possibly which give them an overview of what the documentary is all about? Sure. Um, I would say the small summary is, you know, we are designed to heal in every moment. Literally, uh, we're healing from the time we're we're born. We're, our, our immune systems are incredible. Um, and, you know, and our, our bodies are just so intelligent. We have this innate intelligence within us. Um, and so many people, especially in my country, are sick with chronic illness. Um, and, and so, you know, and they, they, we've been conditioned to believe that our bodies are failing us and we need something outside of ourselves to heal us, whether it's a drug or, or anything else. And, um, I want to bring people back to knowing that our bodies know how to heal. We just need to educate ourselves to learn how to support that natural innate healing process. So it's basically um, how our thoughts, beliefs, and emotions affect our health um, and to discover the incredible potential within us all. Right. Beautiful. So everyone watching this, you know, I watched this documentary, my wife as well, and we both loved it. And, you know, and this was not a very, uh, it was a documentary which we related because the way you were in the entire documentary, you know, connecting all the dots and all, it was very real. Same time, I think in a very good way, uh, it showed a lot of uh, deep scientific concepts in a very simple to easy to understand manner, I guess, right? But for me, it was like a, one of my favorite documentary. Obviously, Secret was one of them long time back when I saw that. Same, so everybody yeah. watching this, highly recommended to go and uh, watch this documentary on Netflix. And the book is, I think, is available on Amazon as well. Book is everywhere. Yes. yes. Beautiful. So Kelly, now coming back to the times we are in right now, you know, the COVID situation, I think a lot of people has created fear and obviously there are job losses people have uh, you know have seen a dark side as well but uh, as per you and especially the post heal uh, documentary phase of your life i'm sure life would have changed somewhat for you as well okay what are yeah. changes 
life after heel has happened for you what are those changes that happened in your life yeah i mean you know i'm living a lot more consciously obviously you know you kind of have to practice what you're preaching so just this and and covid is the perfect example you know i i just sat back and i watched this like virus of fear that took over the world um and and i was just so fascinating and obviously devastating and and sad i i feel for the the vulnerable ones that are suffering and um but i do you know from what i've learned and the the new lens through which i'm looking at life i just know how much fear and the media um and just conflicting information and confusion and this isolation that the whole world you know was stay in your homes and put on masks and everything i just i just watched how detrimental um fear and stress is um to to health you know and so um you know i just i it's i want to it's i'm i'm pulled in so many directions because i want people to know what i know and it's just this knowing in me you know um that our bodies are capable of so much more than we're being led to believe even even in the face of this coronavirus it's like our we we deal with coronaviruses all the time um and and our immune systems gather information and then learn how to to deal with this the novel virus like this and um and so just to, i just wish there was a you know a different narrative and and there's politics behind it and there's just so much ickiness to to this but i know you know india's being hit right hard, real hard right now there is yeah. a real there is a real virus but i think that it could have been handled and and you know the people could have been educated in a, in a much more uh, beneficial way but it it's just a reflection on so many um aspects of our society and it's now a global society that are not sustainable not compatible with our highest good not, you know it's it's really this global pause has taught us to to look at you know how we're treating ourselves how we're treating other people and how we're treating our planet and all three of those things were kind of failing in that kind of those categories yes and that was my second next question that though people are seeing this and i see a lot of facebook posts and people are talking about this is the worst year ever no can we uh, reset 2020 right but i personally believe it is one of the best year we can have possibly and obviously pain is there for sure but i think it has it has shown us the mirror like a red flag is on now from nature mother nature that look this way is not sustainable this is the way we are leading towards destruction right so so as per you what are some positive you are seeing this situation in this covid time this fear for sure but what is a different shift in perspective which you have personally in the entire this time right now yeah i mean i feel like we were forced to slow down um you know we and we were given so much more time back you know that we we, we had wasted with distraction or commuting or filling up our schedule with kind of unnecessary social you know distraction like we escape especially in the west like nobody we're very ill equipped to express feel and express our feel our emotions in a healthy manner um so we distract we suppress we you know repress if it's in, in trauma and um and so it's a way that we we were kind of paused so that we started to, we were forced to feel things it was very uncomfortable for people and on top of that you put in a very stressful situation of people losing their jobs um fear and stress of you know getting this covid um and so 
I just thought, you know, I, I look at it like this is such a beautiful, you know, not only, not only did we have time and space to reflect and feel things and start to work through things and, and, and you know, self-reflect and reconnect to ourselves, um, but also, you know, reconnect to our families. Uh, if you're always go, 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 or you're on your phones, you know, you're just, there's just been this disconnection. And so I think it's the beginning of, or, you know, the deepening of a rehumanization process. Um, so I personally have loved it. Obviously, again, you know, I'm feeling for people that are suffering and whose lives were upended, but I think it's, I definitely think there's a divine intelligence to the chaos and, um, you know, it's like breakdown before breakthrough. So, Yeah. Beautiful. That's a very, I think, yes, uh, we all, I think uh, they, we have the ability, the understanding, the knowledge and wisdom, but times like this is when the application has to happen. I think, you know, <laughs> this time also gives people the window to really put in practice all the, like for me, for example, you know, that uh, for me, mostly the work was the classroom sessions we conduct, you know, uh, different cities in India, 10, 12 cities in India. And this time suddenly the classroom sessions all blocked now, right? And suddenly I said, oh my God, my, my major work is blocked now. What do I do? And suddenly I said, okay, what opportunities are coming up right now? And suddenly the online space opened up. Okay, there is an online thing. Can you make online programs which can reach out to people? So we started doing live sessions over Zoom uh, on healing and you know, subconscious rewiring of the beliefs. And that's what a different dimension opened up completely. So I think a shift in perspective plays such a major role in times like this. No? Yes, totally. Beautiful. Yeah. I was going to say, look, look on the bright side, you know, and every, yeah. every challenge, there's a lesson and a blessing, you know, um, there's, and you know, the, I love this, this whole thing of the Chinese symbol of crisis um, is made up of, of two characters that can be translated as danger and opportunity. So the, the danger that it heightens our senses uh, and makes us vigilant, but then we, we, you know, something new opens up and we see this tremendous opportunity for growth. Right. And I think uh, if we take the clue from Dr. Bruce's work as well, uh, some people say, okay, you're just looking at the positive side. How does it make a difference, right? But if you bring the, again, the science of perception in, in the picture, then that's one shift in the perception. It starts a complete uh, trigger of a different chemicals in the body altogether, right? So there's a huge yeah. thing as well in behind, right? Okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, exactly. So Kelly, now I want to understand how has been your spiritual journey? What has been Kelly's inner journey? In Have you been through some experiences like that? Do you follow spiritual school? What has been your personal, uh, uh, personal uh, understanding of God? Have you experienced some of the uh, mystical moments in your life? What are those like? I'll just open ended question. Yeah. So I'll just try to give you the quick overview. I was raised Catholic, both sides of my mom and dad. Um, their parents were very devout Catholics. My brother was an altar boy. And so we, we would go to church. And, you know, I, I loved studying Jesus and I loved, you know, the history of it and, and his teachings. Um, but something never quite clicked. I'd go to church and I'm like, what? Something is, it's just floating by, you know, the sermons. I just, I loved the parables and the, the actual stories that he taught, but something wasn't fully resonating. And so I decided not to become confirmed, which when you're like 13, 14, you'd, you pledge your hand to, uh, to study Christianity and, and Catholicism the rest of your life. And I was like, well, I'm so young. Like, I feel like I should study Buddhism and Hinduism and and all of the nation's religion, I mean, the world's religions, so that I can make an informed decision, you know? Um, 
And so uh, I, I didn't confirm. So I started to kind of, but I, my curiosity wasn't driving me to learn about other, other religions, but I intuitively, I knew like, I feel like most religions are the same universal principles, just in different clothing, you know, because of different cultural uh, ways of life, you know? So, um, and so, but then I went through a period of time in high school and my teenage years where I just felt maybe there wasn't a God. I was questioning the God. I felt very like cause and effect and Newtonian physics and, um, and, and just logic and linear you know, life and, and which is kind of a scary place to be <laughs> because you're yeah. at the, you're at the mercy of fate. You have no control. Right. right. Um, and so then I went to college, I went to Berkeley and I was kind of depressed for the first time in my life and, and angry and just not feeling right in my body. And at the time I looked at it like, okay, I came from sunny Southern California and I moved up and there was, you know, it's like gloomy and rainy for, 10 months out of the year. And so I, I blamed the weather. I blamed, you know, drinking alcohol and eating crappy food. And, and so I was like, I just don't feel good. And then, um, so I transferred back to UCLA, <clears throat> my hometown and, um, and traveled with my brother in some downtime. I went to Australia and someone gave me the book return to love. And I was like, Whoa, like I, it just woke me up to this new truth. And I was like, this finally resonates you know, fear versus love, um, heaven versus hell, or it would be hell versus heaven. Um, and, and just, you know, it, it put God at God is love, you know, and, and so that kind of set me on this, like, spiritual seeking. Um, and then in 2008, I started going to Agape, which Michael Beckwith, he's in Heal, he started this trans-denominational international spiritual center. Um, so welcomed people of all religious backgrounds and he teaches from all um, the holy books and it was just such a more you know it just resonated so his his work resonate resonates so deeply because it was just I walked in and it's people of every color every <clears throat> every economic background it was a total a true microcosm of the world um, and we studied all religions and it was just it was it's more of just like a spiritual high vibration <clears throat> experience when you go and it's um, and he couples in like kind of not law of attraction per se, but yeah, it's like manifesting and really aligning your energy with that vision that you want to experience. And so it's just such an empowering place. And so that's kind of my spiritual family now. Um, but, you know, I just, so now I believe that, you know, we come from all the same source. We are spiritual beings having a um, human incarnation, a human experience. Um, and this separation between you and me is an illusion. We're all the same. Um, and we're here. It's kind of like, you know, the school of life. We, we, our souls choose this journey to be on and, and, and to, to grow and expand and, and, and elevate our consciousness to a different level. And um, so that's why we're all here. That's what I believe. Amazing. And you know, you talk about oneness and while watching the documentary, you know, uh, when uh, in a couple of instances when I think, uh, uh, I forgot her name, Ellie, I think, who, who was sharing a story. And, you know, when I saw you in the picture and the eye, your eyes and the emotions you felt for her, you know, so I, I was literally, that moment got captured in my brain, you know, entire your 
the energy around your face and the intense eyes and you're feeling that oneness connection so i felt some bit of you know when you and watched you that okay she is really into that mode completely you know amazing yeah. uh, so 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 uh, any personal uh, i'm sure you meditate as well right you do meditation practices how has been your inner journey spiritually like have you experienced sometimes people say going to a different dimension or feeling of this bliss you know and not a lot of people go to meditation with this intention no i want to feel different so how has been your meditation practices yeah um i meditation now uh, i've had moments where i like dip down and they feel like they're i i don't know how long they last but it feels like it's just a second you know where you dip down and you just completely lose um all sense of your body. I mean, you're just, you're, you're, you're out of your body, you know, but you're deep in another realm. Um, and it feels like a moment, but it's, it's very healing. It's very like, Oh, it's like dipping into the source, you know? Um, that's not often. So that's maybe happened. I've been meditating for 13 years, I think. And, and that's happened maybe four times. Uh, <laughs> so, but, but meditation to me, you know, it, it's such a practical daily practice that, I mean, I feel, you know, once I'm, I'm it, it just opens me, opens up my perception when I'm not meditating. It creates so much space that I'm able to catch uh, intuition or, or, you know, I'll, I'll know that someone is, I'll think of someone and then I'll, I'll, turn on my phone in the morning and they have texted me. So you feel very connected and in the flow um, and meditation helps just get rid of all the minutia in your mind and also gets your heart and your brain um, into coherence, which then obviously changes your frequency, which then changes the signal that you're sending out into the world. And then, you know, you attract really wild synchronicities and, and stuff like that. So um, meditation to me is like, you crave it after you've been practicing for a while. You just crave that time to just shake off all the accumulation and the tension um, of the world and, and turn within and connect with your, with your higher self. When, when you had this uh, intuition about uh, making this, uh, the documentary heal, the calling came in, was it in the meditation you got the idea or is it like after it, how it happened? Oh, that's a good question. It was, it was, um, one, I just remember, you know, when I read the biology of belief and when I read the science and how, um, you know, how proteins are made and how the cell membrane is actually, you know, the brain of the cell. And, and it just, I mean, it like hit me like a lightning rod that I'm, I just, I remember having the thought, I remember where I was when I was reading the page and, and I said, you know, everybody needs to know this. And I think that was like the, so, and I was working out at the time. I get a lot of um, inspiration when I'm working out. It's, it's, it's funny. It's meditative for me. You know, I'm an athlete. I grew up playing sports. And so um, sometimes when I'm doing physical activity, it allows my brain to go into a different state and I get just downloads of creativity or inspiration or, you know, intuitive hit. So when you got the when you got the idea of uh, you know this um, to make something like this, and I'm asking because of a personal reason because I also have a lot of ideas. I'm trying to figure out some answer from you. Yeah, yeah. When you got when you got this idea, yeah, right? Did you question that is it uh, really uh, uh, intuition which came the universe wants me to do, or is it my own figment of imagination and I won't do this? So was there a conflict like that? And did you face uh, initially 
I'm sure once the work started, you had a possibly a momentum. But before even starting it, right? Like for example, I have few ideas of uh, you no know, making some documentaries, like one on law of karma. Law of karma is a teaching in all the religions, right? Yes. Most people have seen this in a different way. But if you, you know, if you start uh, seeing the common, there is a common ground everywhere, no? And if you really see from a very high angle, there's some beautiful teachings can be deciphered. So I want to make a, a documentary on law of karma. I want to make a documentary on uh, what is God, right? It's not a person, old man sitting up there, but as a universal consciousness yeah. and how possibly taking the, you know, the, the wisdom of different spiritual teachings, uh, demystify that concept because a lot of people still hold the, the old view of God. And from that perception, they have all kind of conclusions coming in, right? But moment we see that we are an individual consciousness and a part of a universal consciousness and maybe quantifiably, we may be different, but qualitatively we all are connected, right? So, so, so for me, these are ideas I have. Sort of question like, no, how do I go about this? Is it the time right now? Is it my own thing or is it really going to impact? So what was your thing when you had this heal and how did you uh, went ahead with the doubts and the fears possibly that? Yeah, I think there was, there was a lot of time in between. There was probably eight years between when I started going, oh, because I think watching The Secret too was one of the first things where I, that, that like set the template where I was like, oh, wow, that movie affected me. It wasn't even like the quality or the, the storytelling, like we have different styles, but uh, just like the, the content in it changed my life. And so a few years later, as I'm learning more and more, I was like, I want to do the next version of The Secret, you know, I, because that, it changed my life in such a powerful way. So I started thinking about it. I started reading more and more, but I wasn't ready to do it. Um, but it was just this like little tickle in the back of my mind, you know? So I think, I think that, um, I think that, you know, I think timing will tell you when you're ready to do it. So just keep, keep marinating in these ideas would be my advice and keep reading. And then when you'll, you'll begin to notice which one of those is stronger. Um, maybe, maybe they're interwoven and you do you know, it's the same project, but the vision will become clear and it may take a few years. You know, I think I was, I was, you know, I was marinating on it for about six years before I started making real steps forward. And it wasn't until eight years after I had the idea that I was like, okay, I'm ready. Let's do this. You know? Right. Amazing. Amazing. Did you, have you got the idea now for the next one, which is going to, I'm sure you are, I'm sure once you start, you don't stop, right? I'm sure you yeah. have something in place, right? Some, some work has started on that side also. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've talked about doing a television series because there's so much to explore, as you know, that it, it'd be great to have an ongoing thing. And, and I don't think I could duplicate what I did. You know, often people make a part two and it's never, never lives up to the first the magic of the first one. Um, I've been doing a lot of online summits with Hay House. We have the yeah. third one that we're going to film in September, um, which goes out to their email list. And, and, you know, it's just, it's, it's, there's a really great uh, week long kind of online programs. Um, but for me, I feel like perhaps I just had a baby um, a year ago. So I feel uh, my uh, intuition is. <laughs> she, she was, sorry to interrupt. She was the one who catch, when I saw your uh, the Instagram and no, she's such adorable, right? And she, she has that charm to her. And no, I, I think Riley's, her, her name is Riley, right? 
Yes, exactly. Yeah, and she is beautiful, like completely adorable. I showed <laughs> my wife a picture. I said, "Look, this is the," and then I made her watch heel as well, and she was like, "No, amazing." Yeah, please. Ah, uh, uh, thank you. Yeah, so my intuition is that my next, you know, I think I want to take a little bit of time to get. I mean, heel was such a strong calling, and. Um, I don't know that I have so many passions. I care about healing the planet. I care about the environment. You know, right now in America, especially, we're dealing with um, this whole racism conversation now that is completely overshadowing COVID. You know, there's thousands of people shoulder to shoulder in the in the street protesting this systemic racism that's just been, you know, underlying America's um, you know societal structures for 400 years because of slavery. And um, so I think. You know, I feel like there's a responsibility for all of us to put energy into healing that systemic racism, and so I think I just want to take some time now to, because I've been since 2016 starting the film, releasing it in 2017, um, you know, finishing the book in 2018, releasing it. You know, so it's just been output. I think that now I just want to take some time, be with my daughter, I, and I, intuitively I think there's going to be something that stems from motherhood, always consciousness. Um, may have to do with the environment, may have to do with just raising kids. But so, so I think you know now's the time to just refill the cup with inspiration and reading all these books that are behind you that. Um, will inspire me to my next calling, you know. Right, amazing, amazing. Uh, so after he came in, I'm sure. Uh, did you get some also like with all the positive feedback and people who resonate, they come with all kind of praises. But did you also have people from the skeptic background, uh, people with a skeptical mindset in the scientific domain? I'm sure the people who come in and start saying, "Oh, this is all crap," and all. Did you get to have those reviews, and how did it did it affect you somewhat, or you like completely ignored all of this? Yeah, um, I think the only I was actually surprised that we didn't get more pushback. Um, I was I was very conscious when I was making the film not to, we call it poke the bear um, and wake up you know the pharmaceutical powers that be that might um, we 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 I tried to create space for pharmaceutical in the narrative going like look there's a time where we need drugs um, and surgery and interventions to get us over the hump and then you know allow our bodies to do the healing but. Um, so because of that, I think that it's been, you know, um, really well received, but there's always haters, you know, haters are going to hate. Uh, so, you know, I think maybe on Amazon, uh, we've gotten really good reviews, like across the board on Netflix and iTunes and even Amazon. Um, but there's always people that just love to chatter and, and call Deepak and Anthony William and all these people quacks and, and whatever. But, um, I would say they're like 2% of, of the feedback, which has been shocking to me. I thought we were going to get maybe, you know, 60, 40 bad, good, you know, good, bad or whatever. So uh, it's been a very small percentage, which has obviously felt really, really good. Beautiful. Yeah, because sometimes what happens is with all the good work we have done, that, you know, the, what uh, I think Daniel came and talks about the negative bias the mind gets stuck into that one, two percent, which is generally the negative side. And we, I think the ego gets active and we try to defend it and all. So, so how do you tackle those situations? If in a conference, somebody asks a question possibly, and you know, the intention is to possibly, you know, just to take a fight on, right? How do you handle those situations? You, I'm sure post heal, you'd be speaking a lot. A lot of people would be coming to you, talking about things. So how do you deal with those kind of people? 
Yeah. Um, I've done a ton of work on myself. So to really like excavate what subconscious beliefs I have that are, um, you know, making me triggered, you know? Uh, so if I have a belief system that I'm not enough or I am not safe or I've done something wrong, which are three that I've discovered I have, um, and, and most of it's inherent and in just humans. Um, but from my childhood, certain things, you know, developed these kind of lenses in my mind where I look at the world. So if someone triggers that wound inside of me, um, you know, the ego wants to defend against and make them wrong. And uh, so... I've done so much work on myself that I now just, I try to view the world. I still get triggered, but I try to view the world as like, look, everybody's coming from their own conditioning. Um, rather than react, um, I want to get to a place where I, am, I have the capacity to respond. That's the responsibility that we have as we start to wake up. Um, and just really coming from a place of allowing everybody to to have their opinions and not need to be so self-assured um, and to be, you know, to allow people to have their experience and their opinion um, and not have to defend against it. So and I think once we do that work and we can come from that place of compassion and, you know, forgive them for they know not what they do, everybody's doing the very best that they can with what they know. And it's just a level of ignorance, not, you know, stupidity. It's just literally unconscious subconscious beliefs, subconscious programming that, that's running their lives. And, and, and most people are just kind of walking around unconscious or they might just have a different opinion. And so to, for me, the work is just to allow people to have their perspective and stay strong in, in what I know to be true and what resonates with me. Um, and I don't, you know, the, the heel stuff, it's like I don't need to defend against it because it's such a deep knowing of truth for me. And it's my truth and I don't feel like I need to convince the world. Um, I just wanted to offer up uh, kind of, this is, this is my truth, this is what resonates to me, this is what I've seen to be true in my experience and take what resonates with you and dive deeper into that. So it's just work, a lot of inner work, a lot of you know maturity that comes with time and age and then you just allow people to to have their political views their, you know, and then if, if someone's just negative and, and a hater, you know, which I don't encounter that many, you know, even on social media, it's like the more you do the work, the less you actually encounter these people. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, yeah. 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 So, but sometimes you feel this, that, you know, because uh, out of good heart, we have compassion and we want people to have a good life. And out of this need, uh, you know, because a deep sense of feeling you have for people, Sometimes do you feel this that sometimes we get you know too much uh, kind of you know too much into the mode of convincing them? No, you if you really understand this point, your life will change. You know, so out of goodness, I faced this a lot. I had to like I wanted to go to people and tell them, no, look, this is if you change this, your life will change, right? And later yeah. I realized that okay, people have their journey. If the time is not right, they may not understand this as of now. No, so do you feel this sometimes when you have this awareness and you want to go and really positively affect people? And how do you balance that part? Yeah, it's really hard too, especially when it comes to um, someone's life and, and their health, you know? So there's a lot of people that are late stage cancer, say, or get a, you know, diagnosis like MS or something where, you know, there's not a lot of hope in the belief system around this diagnosis. 
And of course, I'm so hopeful because I've seen people heal from everything. Um, and so it's very frustrating and hard as an empath to not go, oh my gosh, no, like there's, there's so much you can do. There's so much possibility. And yet they're completely in victimhood. No, no, my, my case is different. No, no, um, there's no hope. The doctor told me this, you know? So it's been hard to um, allow people to have their journey when their life is at stake, you know? Um, but I just, you know, again, over time, you just learn to just kind of be there um, as a loving support. Um, and you can kind of lob out little suggestions every once in a while. Um, but, you know, when people are in fear, the more you push your, your, your truths on, on them and they're not ready, the more they're going to shut down and, and push away because whether it's their ego and protection or survival or just, you know, trauma, um, to, you know, to push them in the direction that you want them to go may expose some trauma. And that's just terrifying for people. It's just as painful as when the trauma actually happened. Yeah. Um, and that, that happens a lot in healing. It's like, you know, if, if you want to look at things holistically and really heal, you're going to have to uncover some, some trauma and that's painful. So a lot of people aren't ready to do that work. Uh, so you just have to, you know, sit in compassion and, and, and kind of be the example or, just gently kind of try to lead them to water, but no, you can't, you just have to allow, I've learned that you just have to allow people to have their feeling, even if it means that their, you know, their life, you know, is cut short, which is, which is really heart, heartbreaking. And that's the bad side of being good. I think no, you feel so yeah. much of people. In fact, all the time. Yeah. yeah. You talked about your subconscious belief. And I think uh, one was, I'm not being enough. Uh, what second was, I'm not safe. Yeah. And what was the third one? I missed the third one. The third one was I'm doing something wrong. You know, I had a very um, explosive father who is a beautiful guy. He's still married to my mother. And, um, you know, as I got older, I just saw that he was, you know, a giant two-year-old that was never, never put so much pressure on himself that he would explode um, and expected so much of himself and expected so much of others. Uh, but as a, you know, so I just saw that he wasn't equipped to express his emotions in a healthy way because he put so much pressure on himself because he was raised by a very military, alcoholic, explosive, rigid father. Um, and so, you know, when you start to see, when you start to pull back and go, oh, it's not, you know, but as a two-year-old, you're looking up at this six foot four man who is, you know, angry and it's terrifying. So I, you know, I developed like, okay, I'm not safe. And then you develop survival mechanisms like, okay, I'm going to do everything right. I'm going to be very vigilant and find out what people want so that I can keep everybody happy so he doesn't explode, you know? Um, and the same with, you know, I've done something wrong. I've, I, I had this, you know, this construct in my mind that says I have to do everything perfect or someone's going to get mad or, you know, like, uh, and explode or someone won't love me because that was the behavior that I was, I was seeing. And it's just, and it colored my programming. And so, um, you know, and then you start to get triggered in life where you make a mistake or you disappoint someone. And it's just like, just the stress chemistry erupts in your body. And um, it's, so you start to see things um, you start to see where you get triggered, where your heart starts to race and, something happens and everybody has their own version of what I'm describing um, based on trauma or upbringing or whatever. 
Um, and so the triggering is, is feedback so that you're, uh, so that you can do the inner work and start to excavate and dissolve these constructs in your mind that keep you kind of in prison. You know, um, my, one of the experts in heal, this guy, Peter Crone, I work with him as my, my coach. And he says, you know, circumstances, life will bring you circumstances and people to reveal where you're still not free. Mm. Um, so, and triggering is a, is an alarm bell going, Oh, that's, that's where you're not free. Let's look at that. You know? Right. Uh, so, so obviously I've been doing their work in subconscious from last like eight, nine years now. And we do the process of helping people release this. Uh, and the belief I'm enough, I'm not enough is one of the very common beliefs people have. I think it's a very, one of the commonest belief you find everybody's holding inside. And I think that has a lot to do with the education system we have been through when there's a grading done and you're always in focus on what you're not good at in a way. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you uncover this belief, what was the process of you uncovering this belief? How did you, uh, uh, you understand? Obviously, there are people uh, who may be right to listening to this. And, you know, as they listen, they'll be thinking of what beliefs they have. So obviously, there are many methods for it. What was your way of uncovering some of these limiting beliefs? And how did you uh, reverse them, change them to see a, maybe a different side to this? Yeah. Um, you know, I think with the I am not enough, you know, just, just really looking at that and, and looking at your behavior as a result and these survival mechanisms that we've, we've developed as a result. And some of those are, are very, you know, they're gifts. They're like, there's a certain aspect to uh, trying to please everybody and being a good student and trying, you know, uh, trying to prove uh, it gives you ambition and drive. And so there's, there's healthy aspects of it, but then there's unhealthy aspects of it. And so, but I think, um, you know, just asking, is this really true? And really all of, all of the reading, all of the teaching, all the speakers that I've listened to, you know, going to Agape, um, reading these spiritual texts and, and books, and you realize that we are, we are all are inherently divine beings, you know? So I think that for the I am not enough, it's just education. And, and you see that we are here, um, as, and we always have, we always have our higher self and our soul, you know, some people call it angels to go, to go to for guidance, but we're literally little, like if God was the sun, we're little light beams, you know, we're, we're, we're extensions of that divine light. So just learn, you know, for the, I am not enough. I've just learned around that that is just simply not true, you know? Um, and then maybe for, I am not safe. Um, you know, you just start to, the more you understand, and the more you look at it, it's almost like as you bring it to the surface, as you bring it out of the subconscious into the conscious, you know, that process, the light itself, the awareness itself begins to dissolve that construct. Um, and then you can just continually question like, oh, why am I getting triggered here? Oh, because I don't feel safe because um, I feel that if I behave this way, my partner will, you know, break up with me and then I will be out in the world, not safe or whatever it is, you know? So you just start, the more you become aware and the more you look at your stuff, the more you can dissolve its, its, you know, its illusion or lie. Right. Amazing. I think yeah, uh, this quote, uh, which says that the life, which is not examined is not worth living. I think that yeah. proves the point very well, right? You have to go back to the inner journey in a way, right? Any, yeah. Kelly, any, any Indian masters have you been influenced by? Like maybe Paramahansa Yogananda, 
Ramana Maharshi. Any of these masters you have been fascinated by or like some work, uh, reading of the books, something like that? Yeah, I, I would say Yogananda um, for sure. Um, and I mean, that's really, I'm reading, um, let me, I, I, I don't know how to say his name, but hold on one second. <laughs> so, Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, completely. All right. <laughs> um, Sri Nisargadatta Maharaj. Yeah, Nisargadatta Maharaj, right. I am that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This so is not anything. It is so direct, like, you are, that's it. There's nothing else. You are God directly, right? Yeah. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. Yeah. So, so, so uh, have you read the Autobiography of Yogi? Mm-hmm. How are yeah. you in that book? Did you resonate with the stories he mentioned? A lot of people still don't believe to the stories. But I said, look, if that teacher is writing, there has to be some truth in that, right? So how, how, how was your experience reading the book, uh, Autobiography of Yogi? What did you like? Did it uh, trigger anything inside you, maybe in your consciousness? Yeah, you know, it's just like almost like, I mean, just the mysticism and the it's like the, the tremendous, um, it just feels, it just like someone's life path and the magic and the mysticism and the synchronicity and the fate and the power. And, and I just, it just makes you look at his life and um, just the, everything that he did and look at your own life and go, where's my, where are my mystical moments? You know, um, so it's been a while since I read it, but I do just the energy of it. You know, we have a self-realization fellowship um, temple and, and kind of just this whole beautiful lake. It's the lake shrine right. uh, very close to here. And it's just like the peace that you get when you go there, you know, that, that, that energy backs up what you just the the kind of awakening that you read when you that you feel when you read his his life story you know right yeah did you also have uh, uh, not read the books because he has not written the book uh, but have you heard about this uh, teacher Maharaj Neem Karoli Baba uh, uh, he began yeah, 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 yeah. yes and yes. he was in in India Nanital uh, he was a where uh, uh, Ramdas and Bhagwan does okay. the design. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's all, he is Lawrence. So I think, you know, when you ever visit India, must go to that place. It's in okay. Nanital. And he, he's like, his teaching was love. That's it, right? He yeah. just, just taught love to people. Amazing teacher, right? Another teacher also, I want to understand whether you have been exposed to the work, uh, is pranic healing. Have you been across pranic healing? I'm aware of it, I've, but no, I haven't, I haven't experienced it. Yeah. yeah. That's another amazing, uh, for me, one, has, one, of, one of the very powerful understanding of energy and how you know, these energy system works out. So when I came in pranic healing, that opened a lot of doors of understanding, right? And okay. you know, in the class, first level itself, you tend to learn to feel energy and feel different chakras you have, how the energy moves, right? So tremendous. I think India is one of the places where you have so many of these teachers and masters. Amazing. Yeah. Have you been to India before ever in your life? I haven't. I need to go. Oh, okay. So, I so you, you have to come in and I'll be your host if you're coming to Pune. I see in Pune, right? But please let me know. I'll, I'll give you a good itinerary of main spiritual places to visit here. Amazing yeah. ground. A lot of people wow. here, but uh, you'll find this uh, people who can feel that oneness 
it's a place to be oh it's amazing wow. amazing yeah i've hugged i've hugged ama a few times as well have you do you know about ama uh, yeah the hugging saint right yeah 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 she is beautiful yeah. you know I, uh, i was listening to a story by a uh, on a youtube channel and they're talking about her so we got to know about her story how from childhood she was doing all these things right so i think i was thinking who is the living saint i can go and meet right now no so yeah. she was the one who popped up okay she is the one right now still uh, who is present because i had this regret all the teachers who came in right the earliest was osho i think and then parabansa yogananda ji but uh, i was born after uh, they left the world right i said yeah. where are you guys no one to yeah. meet right now <laughs> so my intuition said Uh, meditate go in the inner world and then you meet those teachers right oh wow yeah 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 so but yes one of the, ama is one of the i think uh, living ones still and yeah. she is amazing you know there's one video i saw of you know, a foreign devotee was meeting her and she took the child that one year old baby mm-hmm. and when baby was looking at face when the mother took the baby back the baby started crying right and oh, then wow. Again, took the baby. She got silent, watching her face. Right, so I was like, "Oh, this is amazing!" No, that's real. Yeah, you can feel the presence of her love. Right, is entire aura is filled with a lot of love. When I when I first when I first hugged her, she the first time I've done I've gone to her three times. The voice that like I literally it was so it was that this was a mystical moment. I mean, she like hugged me and then she spoke in my ear and it felt. this was not a voice coming from this woman this was a voice of god like in this guttural vibration it was so incredible i was like what just happened like it was whatever mantra she was putting into my ear was like not coming from this woman it was crazy it was wow. beautiful amazing, yeah. amazing great 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 kelly what is the impact you want to leave on this world what is your dream what is do you have a dream in place that how do you want to make the world before and after kelly something of that sort oh my goodness that's <laughs> you know, says you know uh, one of the quotes of rumi that love says i'm everything and wisdom says i'm nothing and between these two i exist right mm. so to be everything how do you see to impact the world like what way you want to change this you already have changed the world people who have watched you i'm sure this will uh, give so much hope to people and i think in all the difficult times hope is that one emotion which really makes you hold on to things and not give up right and obviously healing comes in and these everybody has a role to play but when the hope comes in people start exploring at least right and i think that's what heal does it gives you a no uh, a opening okay there exists something more and and it's not not just the woo stuff but something more to it right so what how do you want to shift the world i think i want to um continue to you know we're only using i don't know what the percentage of it is but the the percentage of our brain and our mind's capacity that we're using is like 7% or something like there's so much more there's so much potential we have that we're not even tapping into so i would love to be someone that continues to explore that and push boundaries and break paradigms and um really retrain our minds to you know go into this field of infinite possibilities and create just just create out of the field you know rather than just be in this dense slow matter changing matter 
world. So I think it's just, I keep wanting to just, you know, be, be light, uplift people, um, inspire people, and really just demonstrate that so much more is possible than we have witnessed, you know, um, in whatever area that may be helping change the planet, change the environment, uh, manifest just incredible, incredible things for people, change, change, just, there's so much suffering. I would love to just elevate that through infinite possibility and, and in manifestation and, and light. Amazing. Amazing. God bless. I hope that manifests for you for sure. Any secret uh, tool you used to manifest? Do you have any secret recipe which you use generally? That's the question I've been asked a lot. That is the secret tool of that you practice. So in the workshops, I tell people, look, these are the tools, right? And at the last, they'll ask, no, what is that you practice, right? So I'm asking the same question to you. What is that you practice to manifest? Is there any secret recipe you have which you use? Yeah. And we talk about this in the film as well, in the book. Um, I think gratitude is the, is the most powerful kind of tool that I've, I've come across. Um, you know, I, I, I write in a journal. Um, I think, you know, we talk about in Heal where elevated emotions release healing chemistry in the body and, and love and joy and gratitude are the three that we go to a lot. Um, and gratitude signals to the universe the universe doesn't know energy doesn't know the difference between if your mind is imagining an event or if you're actually living in an event so that's why you can use your imagination and elevated emotions to uh create uh you know something manifesting so when you practice gratitude when you uh, and writing is a big tool for me so i write in my gratitude journal and i write you know and i learned this from the secret actually I'm so happy and grateful now that boom, boom, boom. And I write real things that are in my life. And then I start to play with my imagination um, and gratitude. And I write things that I want as if I already had them. So let's say I'll, let's say I want to move to Paris. I'll say, um, I'm so happy and grateful that my daughter Riley is so healthy and happy at one years old. Da, da, da. So happy and grateful that heel is um, a tremendous success and, and is changing lives and the, the beautiful feedback I'm getting. And then I'm so happy and grateful now that I live in Paris in this, you know, flat and the whatever, uh, whatever that is that you want, you mix it in with stuff that's real. And so you just start to practice this and visualize and generate those feelings of gratitude. Um, and that's my, that's my tool. And it's amazing what has transform like transpired in my life as a result it's just it really when you when you practice gratitude and you um then start to mix in visualization and creative visualization you know just it's wild what shows up in your life right you know when my wife uh, saw heel and she looked at your house and like, it's a beach facing house right yeah i hope you don't want to move to paris because you have an amazing place <laughs> <laughs> and she told me, can you she said, can you manifest something like this, like a beach facing house? Because I am a guy who loves nature, mountain or uh, oceans, right? So you have an amazing place to live. Right? Like, that's yeah. the part I'm jealous of. <laughs> <laughs> okay. it's, it's amazing. I really, I do feel like this is, I definitely manifested this. Yes. I'm literally sitting at a desk right now, which if you go back to my journal, maybe 10, 12 years ago, this is exactly, I sit on the second story where I'm window facing the ocean. I have a desk and I sit here and write and it's just, it's wild what has come true. Can, can you turn the camera and show the viewers the picture oh, yeah. of that place right now? Quickly, maybe. Yeah. I hope this is not too much. Yeah. 
oh wow this looks amazing it's a dream place to sit and write something you know write a book possibly exactly exactly so i'm there's more writing in my future and i think it'll and the sun comes from this direction out in the morning uh yeah it comes from so we're actually you know we're on the west coast but we're actually facing south like the southern okay. california you're kind of south facing so the yes. sun rises that way and it sets that way uh, okay so <laughs> you, you have both of the sunset over the ocean yeah Ah, okay. So you can see the sunrise and the sunset, right? Both of them. Yeah. Wow, amazing, amazing. Good, good, good. Kelly, now last few questions. One-liner, some quick questions. What is your favorite book? Ah. Oh God. Um. Oh my God. I can't answer that. I have so many. <laughs> Apart from Neil, <laughs> give me one. Yes. Um. Let's see. I love The Alchemist. Alchemist, beautiful. The Four Agreements is also one of the old trustees. Right. Okay, great, great. Any favorite quote you have, the quote which inspires you, one-liner, two-liners, something like that? Any statement from Bible possibly or from any teachers? Um, <laughs> These are supposed to be quick answers, huh? Um, yeah, I mean, I love... Um, I mean, yeah, just uh, the, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Forgive them for you know not what they do and be the change you wish to see in the world. Those three, Amazing. I kind of... The golden, golden rules, right? Beautiful, beautiful. Oh, yeah. Who is one uh, leader, businessman, spiritual leader, scientist? Who is one person who inspires you a lot in this world? One guy who inspires you a lot? Oh, God. Um... <laughs> so many. Um, that's alive right now, right? Uh, sorry? That's alive right now? This is not live. Uh, uh, I mean, no, no, sorry, sorry. Yeah. No, alive, not alive. It all works out. Anyone, yeah. anyone. Yeah, I, would say, I would say Jesus. Yeah, amazing. The safest <laughs> of all options. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like he, he was an enlightened, you know, he was enlightened. Right. He, he's, he's, you know, I, I saw the uh, movie Passion of Christ. And such a melting moment, you can feel that, you know, uh, the kind of uh, things he went through possibly. And you know, there's a beautiful book by uh, the teacher of Paramahansa Yogananda, Swami Kishwar Giri. There's a book called as The Holy Signs, you know, oh. in which he connects uh, Hinduism and uh, Christianity, you know. And oh. this was given by Babaji, Mahavatar Babaji. Uh, as an assignment to him to write the book. Not an assignment, but a request possibly to write this book, to show the fusion between Hinduism and Christianity and how they oh, talk about the same thing. Amazing book. Very, a, a short book, a small read, but amazing book to read, in fact. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah, I'll check it out. Okay. And uh, if you can meet right now in, your, in the physical world, ethnic world, if you can meet Lord Christ, you can meet Jesus, what is one question you'll ask him? Um, yeah, I would say, wow. Um, is it, is it possible? Is suffering necessary to the level that the world is suffering? Or is it possible that we can have a utopian, um, global community and, 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 you know, experience or is suffering necessary to this journey as a human being you know why so much suffering kind of thing 
beautiful beautiful what is kelly advice to the kelly of 10 year or 12 year old oh what advice this is good um like class 10 class 12 when you were coming to that 12 14 15 that age yeah i would say you know stop it would be about making mistakes because i grew up n- not feeling that it was okay to make mistakes um so to to know what i know now about making mistakes like you know stop taking yourself so seriously you know learn from your mistakes move on the more you fail the, the closer and faster you get to success okay beautiful and the last question if you have one week to live what three things you must do before you leave this world oh my gosh sorry to ask all these so much pointed questions but i want to have some deep understanding of the person's mind so what yeah. are three things you want to accomplish before you leave this world yeah um i would go helicopter snowboarding like an and like an amazing mountain top somewhere with just fresh powder for you know miles down the hill i would, i would do that i'm a big snowboarder right. um what else would i do i would um something having to do with the ocean um yeah i don't know like swim with whales maybe uh <laughs> amazing do you have whales in uh, in this uh, this coast do you have whales We do. We do. They they're not around now but like uh December to March they're around here and and also in Hawaii when we go to Hawaii I always see whales and yeah. actually on my Instagram <clears throat> I paddleboarded with whales literally one came right up to my board and I filmed it. Uh wow. it's on it's on my Instagram it's on my IGTV um right. about 6 weeks ago. It was pretty it was wow. the closest I've ever got. It was wild. They literally just were coming up to me and saying hi and one went 6 inches under my board like it was crazy it was so cool amazing, amazing. perfect kelly it has been such a privilege to have you i enjoyed this talk i wanted to have this very informal to understand things and uh, you know i hope uh, everybody listening to this must catch hold of uh, the book heal and also the documentary on netflix and i think uh, in this uh, the scheme of things the world we are in right now you have played a beautiful part in this this world already right kelly your existence has made some shift which will be forever i'm sure the work which is going to come in from you now i think you are more seasoned and i think more uh, ripened as a consciousness i'm sure for all of this work and i'm waiting to have your next documentary next book thank you kelly so much for having me here for having on this show it's real pleasure and i wish and i hope great success to you all your dreams comes true and i hope to again meet you sometime soon and uh, for some amazing interaction again thank you kelly thank you for joining so much thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure pleasure take care thank you so much hey thank you so much for listening to the episode i hope you got some value i request you do subscribe and share in your network and i'll really appreciate if you can follow us on different social media platforms you can find me with the name avinash anand singh goodbye take care god bless and be iconic